Hey, whenever you see the man in the waistcoat, you know what we're doing. It is another segment of the Chad Brather Show we like to call High Balls with Heaton. Andrew Heaton. Hello. The host of Something's Off with Andrew Heaton. Welcome back to Studio Thank 22. you. I'm back. I'm glad to be here. <clears throat> this is the best thing we do. I agree. This is the best thing. People love it. Mm-hmm. People love you. People love me. They yeah. love us together. It's the, a thing. The synergy. The us. We are so much of an Chadton us. Chadton and, and Chad Drew. Yeah. I could be Chad Drew. Okay. Chad Drew. Uh, Praetherton. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Chadry Praetherton, which sounds like it sounds like the villain in a 1980s movie that's going to shut down the ski lodge. Yeah. Uh, Chadster Praetherton. Yeah. 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 Chandru. Uh, heater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not quite that. the same. Doesn't have quite the. Yeah. So anyway, Praetherton's far, far better. Yeah. Anyway, did you see that movie? Did you ever see that movie, um, Avalanche? It came may- out in like, I think it had. Is it that where they say the ski lodge? No, yeah. that's out cold. No, they were in a ski lodge, and they come up. It was done like in eighty. I want to say Rock Hudson was in this thing. I don't even remember. It was the. It, I watched that recently. Hands down, worst movie ever. <laughs> I mean, or a nineteen eighties action film about an avalanche wasn't yeah. that good? No, it's horrible. Uh, okay. It's worst thing ever. And I don't know what maybe. Oh, you said about a ski resort, like a terrorist. That comes I like. In, I like so. tropes. Tropes. Tropes amuse me. They're fun to play with. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and I feel like we all kind of like we could spot that. Yeah. 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 Especially the ones that have the multiple syllables. So you have been you have promised that you are sticking to one cocktail today. Yeah, just one because yeah. you have a lot of work. To I have do. a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. We are drinking TX whiskey that is uh, blended and bottled right here in Fort Worth, Texas. Of course, we're in Dallas, but there you go. bam, you see that? Boom, there it is. TX whiskey. I was their tour guide at the distillery for about two and a half years. Uh, back when I needed a entertainment outlet, we'd take sixty people through for about an hour and a half, two hours. I had a blast doing that. Nice. Yeah. I, um, I, I would love to – eventually, I'd love to become like a Scotch brand ambassador. They, right. they usually pick like a 23-year-old co-ed. But <laughs> yeah. if they have like a B team, I think I could do really yeah. good pushing Lefroy. Well, I used to always talk to the TX guys, and I would say, you know, they wanted to, they wanted to be whis- whiskey sophisticates, right? Mm-hmm. They, for them, it's all about the culture of whiskey, and they kind of shied away from that type of – image of of the whiskey but then they, then they got into the thing and they were like hey well whatever sells booze <laughs> <laughs> yeah eventually they started looking at how expensive yeah. it is to run a distillery amazingly boobs do sell booze yes they, they do yeah. so if you don't understand what we do here uh we usually pick uh, a topic andrew picks a topic out of the head and we discuss it and mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty much what we do and we drink cocktails mm-hmm. because this is highballs with heat now look over here at the peanut gallery i just want to give you a little quick image party foul steve's over there wearing a party foul hat uh sold out unavailable and and heaton's producer jennings is sitting over there wearing glenn beck's cowboy hat that we found somewhere around the studio i'm gonna be in so much trouble for this no 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 <laughs> i promise you beck doesn't even know where it is <laughs> He does now. I, I am a big fan of the new hat, Jennings. I think like you've been on forever. I did hear from someone that they had heard this is Glenn's favorite show to watch on The Blaze. It's fantastic. We love Glenn Beck here. We love Glenn Beck. I'm coming for you, Beck. <laughs> <laughs> you look good. We, we, Thank you. you. you somebody you somebody said do? I look like Hoss from uh You kind of do look like Bonanza. Hoss, but your hat would have to be I'm all, bigger. I'm all right with that, though. So so here's what I want you to do. I want you to sign it with a Sharpie marker and give it back to Glenn. <laughs> okay? <laughs> here, here's, you know, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Here's your autograph, Glenn. <laughs> here's yeah. your final paycheck. Let's, Let's, not, sign, yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that, okay? So anyway. He, do, do, do put a memo in there. Put in like a sticky note that's slightly ominous just to see what happens. 
Oh, inside the hat, like in the brim or something? Just like Glenn. No reason to be suspicious. Yeah. (laughs) Kisses, Josh. Abraham Lincoln. How hard is it to get DNA out of a hat? (laughs) Do we want to clone Glenn Beck? That'd be fantastic. The world could end more times. Yes. (laughs) Maybe they'd cancel each other out and everything would be just peace from now on. Exactly. I love you, Glenn. Um, No, I... uh, uh, I have fun doing these things, so let's let's do this. Okay, let's, let's do this. Get into the head. I'm always scared because Candice, Queen of the Ethiopians, sitting over here at the control booth, she came up with all these topics and just did a fantastic job. But I'm always afraid you're going to pull something out, and I'm going to like I don't know anything about any of that. Oh wow, no, this is great. This is a good topic. Oh god, here we go. It's it's like we should probably be two fingers further into where we are. By, oh. I'm referring to this. Hang on, you can only have. Yeah, one you may want to rephrase that. Heaton. Yeah, let me rephrase that. We should drink probably two fingers worth of whiskey before we hit this one. But it's a good one. Okay. Uh, do you believe in past lives? Okay. Yeah. Well, let's set up the background for that deal. Let's spring off of this thing. So obviously, I I know that you're an atheist that's going to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much where you live your life. I'm, I'm an agnostic total. that's going to hell, which is, <laughs> which is to say that I'm an atheist who's decided not to be a <laughs> about it. So that's what I am. I always love, I always love that reaction. That's why I always say atheist. So you'll say that. <laughs> it's so true. Isn't an agnostic a maybe or maybe not? Yeah, like yes, I like I I don't definitively know either way, but I I do prefer the term because like I I like religious people, and I'm like I, first of all I don't like living in a big empty materialist void. I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> uh, and then beyond that, like I'm perfectly fine. Like if if you go to church, as long as you're not trying to like legislate my sex life or what I can drink or that kind of thing, I am gung ho about anything that makes you happy, and I think community is great. So so like, but I I find that most people that say they're atheists are like. Atheists, comma, and want to fight about it. And I'm, athe- I'm like kind atheist of atheist evangelists. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of like a pro-religion atheist. Like I I, I think there's a lot of good that comes from. I can us. respect that. Yeah. Which an agnostic, by the definition of the word, means I don't know. Uh, there, I, there is it's I'm I'm not for or against. I'm on knowledge. I'm I'm you know just like being amoral. I mean I'm I don't know. Mm-hmm. So and again, gnosis is the Greek word for knowledge. So it's I'm I don't know. I'm questioning. I'm I'm open to it. Whatever. Either way. God's going to get you, son. He loves you. I hope he does. I hope he does, too. I hope he does. That'd be great. Like, if, if I got if I got hit by a bus and there's just a big, blinding white light and a feeling of love, I wouldn't be like, oh, man, I feel embarrassed. I was wrong. Like you know, I, would, if, I would be like, oh, good. This is a pleasant turn of events. When I pass away and I go out into this formless, lifeless void of non-existence, and I realize that I've been wrong all these years, the first person I'm going to be pissed at is you. Just because I can be heaten, just because I can that, be, that five, he was right. That five second window, like that, the French Revolution, when your head has been severed from your body, <laughs> exactly. but before the lights go out, and you're in the ah, basket. You're in the basket, yeah. and you're like, God, that sun is bright. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know your neck is spurting blood, and you're like, I can't see. You know what? Though on the note of past lives, though, I've been hanging out with Buddhists quite a lot. Yeah, I've been, get, I've been getting into Buddhism, so this okay. is kind of pertinent. Like I like I can't speak with any authority on this, but it's something I've thought about a lot recently. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So I I, I like Buddhism. I think like I like um and I'm I'm going to paraphrase this through me. I'm not speaking as a Buddhist, and I don't I don't have the authority level to do that. But uh, I it seems to me that Buddha said uh, people <clears throat> want stuff to stay the same, mm-hmm. and it doesn't, and that really pisses people off. That's and actually I, a direct quote. It's a direct quote. Yeah. That's but that signed. Is, that's the Buddha. That's that's Sanskrit. And I, I read that. I was like, I think that's true. I think things are always in a state of flux. And we all want to just we want to grip things and we want them to stay the same. And they don't. And it drives us berserk. And if you can kind of if you can just be like, you know what, like 
everything's going to change. I'm going to change. I'm always in a state of flux. I'm getting older. I'm always going to get older. There's not going to be a stasis point. Then you're already well ahead of the game. And, you know, be nice to people, that kind of thing, all, all that stuff that we're, we're into. Yeah. Um, and I, I think like kind of the concept of self, because it, like in, in Buddhism, um, it's not like, like in, in Christianity – the self is is a very clearly defined thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's got kind of that Obi Wan Force Ghost feel going on. There's there's a soul. I think you've mentioned soul and spirit and body yeah. before, which which is interestingly very much keeping with Orthodox theology, right. which is where Jennings and I come out of. <clears throat> but uh, but there's still this very uh, Platonic idea uh, of of a of a spirit, right? Whereas in Buddhism, I think it's much more fluid. Um, you don't necessarily exist as we would normally think, although they do believe in past lives, which I have to say really trips me up because yeah. it's like you don't like self doesn't exist. You're just kind of a you're, you're the eddy in the river rather than the river. And it's like, well, then what are you talking about with past lives if I just kind of like like spell apart? But but they're into that. Uh, and uh, and, you know, uh, reincarnation is a big part of uh, Buddhism and, and Hinduism. And so yeah. a lot of a lot of people I know think that they've had past lives. Yeah. Buddha looks so happy. Yeah. Not sure he was, but but he just looks so happy. Every time I see his little fat belly and his arms up when we go over here to Happy Thai. Yeah. And, and he is just the happiest Thai over there eating those noodles. Buddha. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, okay, so I, let, let me see if I can figure out how I want to delve into this. Past lives in terms of reincarnation, no, I don't believe in that. But I do think that, that you know, if God is eternal, and this is one of these late at night, you're laying there and you can't sleep, and this is what you start thinking about. You know, where does an eternal God come from? And I've always said, well, do I believe once something has to be forever? So either you have an eternal being or you have an eternal matter. Yeah. Something had to start this mess. So that, always, or, that or this is a dream world and you and I are not really here. Or, or it was always there. I mean, I, I think that's, right. that's predicated on, on a, 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 a very on, on based on everything we know on our understanding of causality, that anything that exists has to have a yeah. beginning. Yeah. Uh, but it might just be that. I mean, something has also always existed. Either God has always existed or the universe has yeah. always existed. But something. So for constant. me, the logical step, I, I, I just have an easier time believing in an, an, an eternal being than I do eternal matter. So that, mm-hmm. that's because what is the causation? You know, where does it come from? So it is beyond my ability to embrace that reality. I, I, you know, you, you can't explain it. But you sit around and you think about this when you're 12 years old, 13 yeah, years old. I'm you know, well into my 30s, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're still doing that. And then you think about, okay, what is life? Is there life after death? You know, what happens? I'm 46 years old. You start to get, you know, things start Which falling Which kind of say that irritates me so much because you look like you're maybe a month and a half older than I am, <laughs> and I'm 35. And like, because... and like, like, uh, like, if I shave and wait a year, I'm going to look like Ian McKellen, and you're going to look identical. <laughs> That's because he has more than one whiskey every time he sits down. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm not virtually... getting enough preservatives in my system. That's I'm the pickled. I'm pickled. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm already embalmed. Yeah, okay. Basically. Yeah. I'll be 72 in September. <laughs> <laughs> and look at his beard. Look how good his beard looks. I know, right? No, I, I, if I shave, I really have the baby face. It really, it, I really do. I got to shave next week for a documentary I'm doing in Atlanta. Um, anyway, that that's a side point. But I'm not looking forward to shaving it. So I, I look at this and I'm like, okay, you, you get to a point in life and you start looking at your uh, – frailty and finality and you're going okay what is next is there anything next do we just go to sleep and it's like you know going into surgery where i don't remember any of that and when you're done you're done it's out that wouldn't be a bad eternity right there i mean if you if you don't know you don't know what you don't know 
I don't want to be in the ninth level of Dante's hell. Yeah, I don't you know, want I, that. You know, nobody I don't want to be in that. Southern Baptist hell. <laughs> no, that does not appeal to me. No. I, Episcopalian hell, maybe. Southern <laughs> Baptist hell, no, thank you. I like, I, like, I don't even want to be in a Catholic purgatory. I, I just, I don't, you know, I don't want to suffer. I'm not into that. Like, I don't do it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heaton, so Heaton is going to spend eternity going. If only someone would have regulated my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> I well, regret that one I mean, time. You know, I, I think that I think we've earned enough penance being in Studio 22 because it feels like the yeah. thermostat is set on hell. So you know, here we are uh, in this sweat box, and you wearing a waistcoat. Uh, yeah. waistcoat. But anyway, uh, go back to that. So, but okay, if we're going to use the Bible. You're going to use the Scripture. I, I'll give you a, a pretty good verse of Scripture that most people know. It says that his mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. Okay, well, that's saying that mercy, if you want it, uh, if you need it, if you ask for it, and there's other places in Scripture that say that it is a requirement that you have to want it. Because if you don't think you need mercy, you're probably not going to get it. If you think you need it, he'll give it to you. It's from everlasting to everlasting. He's generous, and he gives it. But that speaks to the eternality of that God figure. He's from everlasting to everlasting. He's merciful, therefore his mercy is. But why do I need everlasting mercy? Why do I need, okay, for the future, yeah, for this life and the next. But but does that mean that mercy extends to me as far back? Because obviously if you believe in any sort of foreknowledge or predestination, you have to know that God knew all things even before he created it. And here we are. So he knew me. You know, the prophet Jeremiah says, that he knew me, but even in my before I was formed in my mother's womb. So, you know, there has to be this element of eternality about all of us. And eternal does not mean, or eternal is, is if you understand the scripture definition, is not a length of life. It's a quality of life. So, you know, it, there's that element of this eternality that is not just about our future and living forever, so to speak. Like I, 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 that old talking about Southern Baptist hell, you know, I, I can remember that old, you know, if there was a marble the size of the sun and every thousand years a dove flew past it and the tip of his feathered wing brushed against that marble. And every thousand years, whenever that marble the size of the sun was reduced just to a small piece of rock, eternity has just begun. <laughs> well, that's ominous as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. I don't know. I just got aroused a little bit. <laughs> Did, you, was, Did you like my kind of my Orson nice. Welles yeah, attraction? Very nice. Yes. I, I think you're right about eternity, though, because it uh, if if God exists and, and if he created space time, let's assume that he did, uh-huh. then he would presumably be outside of it. So mm-hmm. I, I'm in my mind, I'm picturing it like we're living in a film where yeah. we're, we're going through film frame by film frame, moment by moment. But if you're outside of space-time, you're looking at all of them simultaneously, like a like a. Uh, um, you're transcendent. Yeah, you're you're, so you're, you're you're living in an eternal now. Yeah, but you're you're looking at everything. So for you and me, we're going through this in a linear capacity. But presumably, uh, upon death, we would get outside of that and be into a uh, into a, a timeless space. Right. Well, so I have people all the time who say, "Well, well, the universe is forever. It just expands forever." Well, if if you believe in God, you can't believe that because a God being would be the only thing transcendent in our world. And so that means that there has to be a limit even to the universe because otherwise the universe would be transcendent, which would be a, an attribute only available to God. You, you've lost me. How come you can't have an infinite? What if God made the infinite universe? And well, he's because, like, there you go. Because ultimately he made it. Therefore, he's still got to be bigger than it. 
So okay. if he's transcended, it stands to reason in that syllogism that he would not be, that the universe must have a limit to it. Um, but again, it's one of those mysteries. Who the hell knows? Mm. He does because he's transcendent. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm never going to figure out where that edge is. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm not, not, I mean, it's not a place I want to go. Yeah. Apparently, that's where Thor went when you know Odin's son. The end of Endgame. Have you seen that yet? I have not. Yeah. I that, that's really, one of my major deficits alert. as a nerd is I'm just <laughs> I'm not into superheroes. And I, I like and it's a weird thing because I love Star Trek and Star Wars, but just superheroes just it's not a thing for me. Did y'all go see it the other day, Steve? Yes. Okay, because I gave you tickets. I didn't want those. Yep. You know, anyway. I only fell asleep six times. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Listen, I'll pay eight it, bucks for a nap anytime. It's sleep worthy. It really is. Would Would you go to a past life regression person? Uh, that'd be interesting. Like I like next time I'm in Fort Worth, that'd be a fun day. Let's go. I'd be I'd be in favor of that. I'd be curious to see. Do we have but, that? Uh, I there's probably some somewhere. Beulah, I, she's got a little parlor set up in the front of her house with a neon yeah. sign that says "Open." And, and like, like you know, and there's like a, yeah, a neon sign of a woman holding a crystal ball. Yeah. Although I kind of I think that there's kind of a danger there too. Like let's say, um, like going back to Buddhism, like it's sort of the, that that worldview of past lives is built into it and, and yeah. merit and karma. Uh, but at the same time, the the presumption is that it's not really. It's kind of like the, the the key issue is suffering. And you want to you want to end suffering and, and escape from suffering and the cycle of suffering. So it's kind of like you've been, you've been shot by a gun and you're wanting to know who shot the gun and what kind of thing. And the Buddha's like, just worry about the gunshot wound. Just try and get the like clean the wound. That's what yeah. we're doing right here. But a lot of people will go down a rabbit hole and they'll like go into like, oh, like I was Cleopatra and I did all these different things. And I, I'm like, well, now you're now you're not living your life anymore. Now you're kind of living vicariously through something that may or may through not Cleopatra. be a story somebody made up. Yeah, you might be Candice, Queen of the Ethiopians. We don't know. I love how these people are always Napoleon Bonaparte or they were somebody famous. Like, yeah. you know, I, I might have been to town drunk. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in That's history, life, there Steve. is a village <laughs> missing an idiot. <laughs> Somewhere out there Probably in Game so. of Thrones world. Yeah. I slept through that the other night, too. Did you? Yep. It, so much of life he's missing. Have yep. you ever encountered any evidence of past lives that made you do a double take? You know, I hear people talk about things like deja vu and, and like I've been here before. I felt this or I recognize this or something and something resonates. And uh, but no, you know, I, I, I talk to a lot of people, everything from spiritualist, religionists, uh, different different walks of, of faiths and even even uh, paranormal people. You know, I mean, this is the job we, we meet everybody. We talk to everybody. I've had paranormal, quote unquote, experts. I don't know how you become an expert on there. But it's it's interesting. You hear those stories, and they're yeah, hell, they're awfully convincing in many cases, depending on how strong the story's told. Um, but no, I think that I think that our lives are again. I go back to the Bible. We're created in God's image. I, I think that that is a unique image. I think that is one of dignity. I think it's one of special creation. And when you look at that, you say, well, I think that our lives are so unique and so significant that we are quote fearfully and wonderfully made. That. This that what has been packed into our one human life is so big and so spiritually eternal and special that that I think that that's what we were created for was this one life um, and then hopefully for the life after. But again, there's a lot of mysteries there, and that's what comes down to people having that personal faith. And the thing that I that speaks to me is how many billions of people over history have had those conversion experiences that are so similar and in miraculous conversions in many many cases. And while that is a subjective experience, it's interesting to see how those things transpire. Well, it would also be um, like one of those things where let's say I go outside today and I'm struck by lightning and I have a 
epiphanal moment where I meet God and everything. Under that circumstance, there's no way I can verify that for other people, but it would be a personally, yeah. uh, a, a personally overwhelming experience to the point of like, no, I've, I've done this thing. I've met this thing, but you can't, yeah. it's not really evidence you can use for other people in the sense that they can share in on it, but, but it would be difficult. Like I, if it happened to you, it would be difficult to overturn using extem- uh, external rationality. Yeah. No, there's no scientific method you can apply to it. There's, there's really not. I'll tell you something that I find. This isn't past lives, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's up trying to to breach that spirituality uh, rationality gap, right. which I think is fascinating. There's there's a study that's been going on for a while out of a hospital. I don't remember which one. And what they do at this particular hospital is they've got an operating room where they've got like an iPad up up at the ceiling, suspended by like a foot down mm-hmm. from the ceiling, and it's facing up, and it's just showing random images. And they do it so that if anybody has an out-of-body experience, they can go, did you check out the iPad? And if they're, they're like, yeah, I saw a building, and they're like, that's right. Like, we were playing the Chrysler building when you were having that surgery. Wow. So far, no one's done it. But I think that's really interesting because if that were, if that were to be the case, because you hear these out-of-body experiences where, where someone's like, oh, you know, I saw the doctors, and I, I heard the defibrillator and all that. But if someone went, yeah, like, I left, and, like, you, there was a picture of a frog, and then there was a picture of a cat, and then, like, Boutros, Boutros Golly or whatever, I, you know, that'd be a terrible <laughs> one because I don't know what that guy looks like. I'm exactly. not even really sure who that is. Well, I sat up there for five minutes trying to figure out where the hell those yeah. stairs were going in the dolly. And then I I got tired and I came back. <laughs> yeah, but that would be, but that, that then I'd be like, oh, nice. We could, okay, like done. Apparently yeah. we can float outside of the body. Yeah. Good job, Brookings or whoever's doing that. Yeah. That's well, okay. Bottom line, do you believe in past life? Yes or no? No. Me either. All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> that was 21 minutes right there, folks. And and we're pretty much smart and, and we know what we're talking about. Yeah. So uh, there we go. Here That's we are. That's the name of the episode. Pretty much smart. Pretty, we're pretty much smart. All right. High balls with Heaton. Come on. You can drink. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Cheers. Stay alive. Stay alive, because we just don't know. It's a wholly different quality of show when I can remember the beginning and the end. <laughs> Very different right now. Vastly I less entertaining, Am I right however. I'm not as loose at this point, nor as funny? You don't really want me to answer that, do you? <laughs> well, it's it's good for the future, because then we can know I should drink on my show. You're you're not as loose or funny. That's true. Oh, that's wow. You okay. need more that's whiskey. Good. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Keep good. me to that one drink maximum that I told you, you about. You just regulate Thanks, your cowboy sex hat. life. <laughs> you can regulate your Give him a cowboy hat. Within he gets 30 real arrogant. Jenny's just drunk and wearing Glenn's cowboy hat. Totally different. This is my just alter be, ego. Just because you're wearing Glenn's hat doesn't mean you got the brains that Glenn oh, has in right. his head. Yeah. God, he went straight, just straight to the ego. Wow, Jennings. Also, the apocalypse is tomorrow. It is. (laughs) Again tomorrow. Again. Yeah, the apocalypse is again tomorrow. (laughs) We'll be back reporting day after with our uh, brand new Rising S bunker that you can have for $8.5 million. Sleeps 22 people, has a pool, a hot tub, and, and... A garage for four of your vehicles, which I don't know how the hell, where are you going to be driving after a nuclear? Oh, yeah, that's getting? a good point. I, I guess you just have a car collection and you're like, you yeah. know what? If the, if the grid goes down, I still want that Cadillac. <laughs> but yeah. where are you going to get gas to, to drive yeah, it around? exactly. After a well, while. I'd be more concerned. At that point, I'd be a lot more concerned about board games. This one has a this one has a bowling alley and it has a oh a my god I have to bowl with other like, games like I, I do that once or twice a year but that's going to be my primary stimulus is bowling I, I want to know who's going to set up the freaking pins yeah you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> like if that really ever goes down really good at it though yeah 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 well that's the bowling alley we never use right there I want to I want if I get this, to be in your bunker I'll set the pins up <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> you know what we said about past lives. No, I want no reminder of my uh, past life pre-Armageddon. Steve, you're not getting in. Candace can Steve, come. you have to be a warlord up top. You, uh, you, you become like a Corbin McCarthy-style warlord. Yeah. 
Be like the Duke of York, Duke of New York, and Escape from L.A. Or yeah, Escape from New York. I like Book of Eli. Hey, number That's one. my favorite. I'm just thinking of Book of Eli. That's That's my really favorite movie. apocalyptic. Yeah. I'd have to go back and watch uh, me some things there. Earmark that. I want to hear more about. Have that. you Have you never seen the Book of Eli? Seen it? Oh, it's a great movie. Okay, pretty cool. good. Denzel Washington. It's amazing. Denzel. Denzel. Yeah, Denzel. 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 All right, we've devolved. I love you guys, Heat, and I love you more than anybody. And uh, Jennings, party foul, Candice. And Mark. All right. We'll see you next time on another segment of High Balls with Heaton. And always tune in, subscribe to Something's Off with Andrew Heaton. And as always, go to where podcasts are offered and get the Chad Pray the Show. We love y'all. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.